everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Jill Cruz, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Cruz's specialty is family medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Cruz. Good morning, it's always good to be here. Thank you for being here. This morning we're focusing on cardiology and the heart and all the things that go with that. Could we start just by giving us some reminders of what we can all be doing to keep our hearts healthy? Well, definitely I would say exercise is a very good thing. Your heart is a muscle, so you know, working your muscles and, and staying active is always a very good thing. Um, Low-fat, uh, heart-healthy diets, low-salt diets, that helps lower the blood pressure. And um, definitely also thinking about your stress level. How can you kind of lower your stress level and uh, deal with your mental health and emotional health, uh, not just uh, dealing with having a physically healthy body, but uh, emotional health, because that definitely affects your entire uh, well-being. And when we um, talk about being active, is it important like is it important to get the heart going to a certain extent um is a, is a nice calm walk fine or is it important to try to get your heart working a little harder than that uh, what do you recommend good, good for both you know okay. both the what we call about uh, aerobic health that's when you get the heart up and pumping um you know that over 120 beats per minute and okay. uh, you can calculate out uh, there's a way to calculate what your maximal heart rate is and when we're doing a stress test on someone we try to get them up to about 90 percent of their maximal heart rate and see what happens to the heart so that's a, a really good uh, way but that's different for different people ages weights uh, you know so you'd have to look it up on a table to figure out what your calculate your maximal heart rate is but that's you know we do want to work the heart but mm -hmm. not so much that it's overworked overworked um mm -hmm. so you know i would say working up a sweat is is a good thing mm -hmm. you know but a good brisk walk is is good too so you know it's i'm, I'm always a fan of saying everything in moderation yes so, uh-huh so you don't have to be you know an iron man out there running you know a marathon and to be having good heart healthy activity um, but you don't want to be you know calmly strolling sure you know like you're walking on the beach hand in hand with someone you <laughs> love and calling that exercise so sure. you need a, a little bit somewhere in between those two where you get the heart going and that gives you that good uh, aerobic exercise to help keep you healthy okay very good you mentioned a stress test tell us a little bit more about a stress test and what that is yeah so there are um, different types of stress tests but when we talk about a stress test that's when we hook someone up to a heart monitor and then ask their heart to do more work and see what happens when we ask the heart to do more. So either you can do what's called a chemical stress test where we give people uh, medicines or an IV that makes their heart beat fast to simulate exercise. Okay. Uh, if they've got like a bad knee or bad hips or something where they can't run on a treadmill, 
Or we have what we talk about, the treadmill stress test, where someone goes and we, ha we have them run on a treadmill and, and do what we can to get that exercise, uh, to get that heart rate up. And then we watch and see what happens to the heart. Um, and see if there's any signs of the heart not getting enough oxygen because there's a blood vessel that's blocked. And when the heart has more demands for oxygen, that's when some of those problems can get uncovered. And we can see, oh, do we need to look at those blood vessels closer uh, with something like an angiogram where we put in dye and actually look at the vessels to see if there's any blockages that we need to open or if we need to do a bypass and, and pass over those areas of blockages to make sure that the heart gets enough blood. So. It's basically testing and seeing when we're asking the heart to do work, is it getting enough blood supply to work well? Okay. All right. Well, we need to take our first break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that breast cancer death rates have declined 40% from 1989 to 2016 among women? The progress is attributed to the improvement in early detection. Breast cancer is most common in women, but can also be found in men. Anyone who notices changes in the breasts, such as skin texture, tenderness, lumps, or discharge, should be examined by their provider. Women are encouraged to have a mammogram every one to two years, starting at age 40. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please talk with your provider about your breast health and other health concerns by calling the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 605-697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is cardiology, and I know that's a topic many of us may have questions about, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. Looks like um, we do have some questions here. Um, before we jump into um, more cardiology questions, we had a question come in asking, um, how will, this question is specifically, how will Avera notify their patients to get a COVID shot? Um, more, do you want to just speak to where we are at contacting the public and others about the COVID shot? That is a question top of mind for all yes, of us. That that is a very good question. Um, Avera does have a website with the Avera vaccine on um, to talk about the vaccine availability. Uh, we're kind of waiting for stuff to be released from the state for each groups right now. Uh, you've got priority phases, group 1A, 1B, 1C, and then 1D. 1D is where we're getting the high risk groups, people over 65, people with underlying medical conditions, uh, residents in uh, uh, nursing homes, teachers, uh, funeral workers. Um, so that's the next group that we're coming out. We're hoping that that's going to be sometime in February, but we don't have exact dates yet. Right now they're on 1C, so we're like right, um, you know, we're going to be there soon. So those are like EMS, public health workers, law enforcement. Um, those are the ones that are getting the vaccine right now. So uh, if you go to this uh, Vera vaccine, uh, COVID vaccine site, 
and uh, it's like avera.org slash, I think it's vaccine or COVID vaccine. Sure. Um, they will have that. And um, we're right now not making a list of people to call and we're not going to say, hey, Mrs. Smith, why don't you come in today? So we they do have uh, kind of a a form on it and when your group comes up and is ready then uh, I know they're trying to get this all figured out of who how to be how to get stuff so I would say watch TV watch news watch social media you know um, call into the clinic we are going to try to be getting this out as many different ways as possible when it opens up Mm -hmm. Um, so there's but don't expect us to call you and say, hey, it's your turn. Okay. So, so we have to be, we kind of talked about this last week on the Prairie Doc program too. It's important to be, uh, as we say, an informed citizen. Um, pay attention to radio, news, et cetera. Um, and and it, it, I know that healthcare people and everyone's in a little bit of a tricky spot because we just don't know how many vaccines are available and when they'll be available. Right, and, and, and how they're getting uh, parceled out to each community. So mm-hmm. what I say for Brookings may not necessarily apply to Madison, may not apply to Aberdeen, may not apply to Sioux Falls or to Flandreau even. So each um, group, each kind of community or county is in a different group of who's distributing it and who's responsible for distributing it. So, you know, basically they've kind of been, uh, counties have been divvied up between Avera, Sanford, um, Rapid City uh, Regional, and then kind of some of these independent hospitals, uh, which Brookings is a part of, kind of have their own little conglomerate. And each of those groups are kind of divvying it out individually. So, You'll have to, I would say, keep calling the clinic and, and asking, and we'll let you know as soon as we have answers. And we know because there's mm-hmm. people right now that are doing a lot of thought about how can we do this, how can we get the vaccines out, get them out safely, and get them to the right people who need them in the right order. So it we, sounds like so far it's been going really well. The, sh- mm-hmm. the vaccines that we have had access to have yep. been going really well and getting distributed well here in Brookings and throughout south dakota sounds like is doing quite well as Um, far as number of doses given per capita i think south dakota i believe is leading the nation or one of the best in the nation so this is this is a good time for us to be number one right right so okay so stay informed um Mm -hmm. unfortunately there's not really anything you can do at this moment to but just stay informed and when those are available um then take action. Yeah. But don't wait by your phone for a phone call from us to say, come in and get it. Okay. <clears throat> because we're not making an individual list at this point because there's too much of a risk of missing someone. Uh-huh. So we don't want someone to say, oh, well, I was waiting for you to call me and so I didn't come in. You know, we, we don't want to run the risk of missing mm-hmm. someone inadvertently that really needs it. So we'll, like I said, we'll be shouting it from the treetops as soon as we can start giving it to people. I've already had my two doses. So, you know, the 1A group, we've gotten our second dose in. Yeah, it's wonderful. So, yeah, 1A is pretty much done. Okay. So then we'll get 1B done and, and see. And then hopefully, like I said, we're anticipating February is when the Department of Health has their tentative timeline for the high-risk public getting. I know uh, several of the nursing homes, they've done their vaccines Mm -hmm. here in town. So I'm excited to 
that people are getting protected. Absolutely. And the South Dakota Department of Health has a pretty great website as well. Mm -hmm. So if you are curious, kind of as another resource, what category you're in, are you a 1D or what are you? Mm -hmm. You can look on that South Dakota Department of Health um, site to look at that as well. And we did talk about this pretty in depth last week as well. So if you're a podcast listener, uh, I encourage you to listen to last week's podcast about how the um, vaccination is going on the Prairie Doc podcast. Thank you for that question. And if you have other questions, be sure to give us a call at 605-692-1430. We are going to go ahead and take our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. Look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. If you have diabetes, these lifestyle changes can help lower your risk for heart disease. Follow a healthy diet. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and whole grain. Aim for a healthy weight. If you're overweight, even losing a modest amount of weight can lower your triglycerides and blood sugar. Get physical activity. Try to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity physical activity, such as brisk walking. Manage your ABCs. A, your A1C test. B, keep your blood pressure below 140 over 90. And C, control your cholesterol levels. S stands for stop smoking or don't start. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Call your provider with questions or to set up an appointment, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is cardiology. And uh, we talked a little bit about how to keep our heart healthy. And we also had a question come in about the COVID shot, which we talked about. And just wanted to follow up with that saying another resource. We talked about um, Avera's website. We talked about the Department of Health website. Another phone number to call is 211. 211 is a resource for so many things in our state and in our community. But they also have some information about the COVID shot and um, how to get that and what list you might be on and all of that. So you can call 211 as another resource um, when you're looking for information. Well, as we think about cardiology, um, we have a question here about what is a heart murmur? Yeah. So by definition, a heart murmur is just an, a whooshing sound that you hear when you're, the doctor's listening to the heart. So the, the sound is not bad. But what's causing the sound is what we need to tease out with the heart murmur because some heart murmurs are harmless and other heart murmurs are the sign that there's a damage to the valve or that there's something abnormal going on in the heart. Sometimes it just means that the blood is moving very fast over the valves. So a lot of times with children, um, they're, they're young, they're thin, <laughs> Uh, and they've got very muscular, strong hearts. So when their heart beats, it really squeezes and that blood just gushes and flows really fast. So when you think about a stream, when it's flowing really fast, you hear the water running. 
if it's growing slow, you don't hear much of a noise. So a murmur is just the blood running fast over the valves uh, when you hear this benign murmur for children. So when I tell you know moms that, oh, I, I hear a murmur, all of a sudden they're thinking, oh, there's something wrong with my child. Not necessarily. It could be just those what we call a, a flow murmur. It's flowing fast, so it's making a noise. The other thing is there could be a hole somewhere in the heart between the chambers, between the left and the right chamber. There has to be a hole there before you're born uh, because of the way that circulation works, because you're not breathing oxygen. All your oxygen is coming from your mom. Mm -hmm. And the heart, the oxygenated blood needs to mix with the unoxygenated blood and your lungs aren't doing that at that time. So there has to be a hole there. And after you're born, that hole is supposed to close. And some people, it doesn't close all the way. And that can cause a murmur or again, an abnormal whooshing sound of the heart. As you get older, more people are getting uh, murmurs due to the valves either not closing tight all the way, or sometimes they'll even uh, fold backwards and then you get some backflow and you'll hear that whooshing. And other times they're just kind of stiff and hard. So again, um, now you've got rocks in the river, so you're making rapids. So those are all very different reasons. And like I said, some are no big deal. Mm -hmm. We just kind of listen and watch for them. And other ones are, you know, signs that we may need to do something. We need, may need to uh, patch a hole that's in the heart that didn't close up properly after someone was born. We may need to um, replace a valve that's malfunctioning or isn't working right or we may find that the valve didn't form properly uh, when you were born. So sometimes people have they're supposed to have three leaves to a valve and sometimes they only have two and then we'll hear a murmur. So uh, it's really a murmur is a sign that we need to look further mm -hmm. at what's going on and then based on what we find then we know what we need to do about it and sometimes the answer is absolutely nothing at all and other times is we need to talk to a vascular surgeon or a, a cardiac surgeon who can fix the problem. Sure. Uh, Dr. Cruz wrote an essay for this week's Prairie column that was in uh, Monday's newspaper and Dr. Cruz you mentioned in that essay that it's so common in children that 45% of children may have a heart murmur at some point. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I, I was shocked when I looked up the statistic too. I was like, wow, I, I knew it was common. I hear yeah. it a lot. And and it they, those murmurs especially can be kind of transient where sometimes, you know, if they're running and exercising and running around the room, jump on the table, I can hear it. If they've been sitting there quietly, you may not notice it or hear it. Okay. Um, so murmurs can kind of come and go. So you may hear it one day and, and not the other. People that have uh, congestive heart failure, when they're fluid overloaded, we may hear a murmur. But if everything's settled down and, and doing good, murmur may get quieter or may go away. Um, and hearing a murmur really is part art. I mean, this is the, the art of medicine where you have to, to really listen, make sure you mm -hmm. have the stethoscope in the right position. And uh, there is some skill about it. I know, I think that was probably the hardest skill to pick up as a student was, do I hear a murmur? Do I not? How do I describe it? You know, many times where you think you hear a murmur and the attending goes, no, there's, there's nothing there. And other times, you know, they're like, do you hear that? And like, I'm not sure. Yeah. So it, it really is, is a skill mm -hmm. uh, to pick that up. And since they're so variable and, and can kind of come and go or get louder, or get softer, um, depending on certain conditions, it is uh, always, I'm always nervous when I see a patient for the first time and I hear a murmur and I'm like, oh, has someone else told them this? Because I don't sure. want to alarm them. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to, you know, a lot of times I'm like, 
I hear murmur. Oh yeah, I've known about that for 30 years. So okay. Don't worry about it. You know, so yep. and some people are like, oh no, no one had ever told me that. And and now, okay, now what's our next step here? So Right. Uh you, you really have to learn to trust your ears, trust your equipment, and um let the patient know what you found and, and what you're gonna do next. So it sounds like a murmur is something that you really need a health professional to do because you need a stethoscope or the right equipment. Yep. But we can all be checking our pulse occasionally. If yeah. um, we feel something unusual with our pulse, what might that be or what should we do? I would say come into your doctor and, and talk about it. We're going to want to know, you know, when is that happening? Is it when you're at rest? Is it at night when you're laying down? Is it with activity? Um, is it, you know, does it feel like your heart's doing flip-flops? Do you notice pauses? I mean, there's so many different things. And again, we will probably look further and see what's going on because you can hook uh, people up to special heart monitors that basically monitor your heart rate continuously and we can see what's going on. I know a lot of like Apple Watches and Fitbits have the heart rate monitoring and um, they're actually pretty good at picking up some abnormalities. I know the Apple Watch can pick up atrial fibrillation, which is an irregular heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it's a really good screening tool and then getting into your doctor to say, okay, my, my watch picked up something that looks funky or I'm feeling something that, that mm-hmm. just doesn't feel right. What do we do next about this to further evaluate and try to figure out what's causing it and what exactly this means? Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit more about atrial fibrillation Mm -hmm. and what that is and how that's treated. Yes, so atrial fibrillation is when the top chamber of the heart does not beat in a regular consistent manner. So we talk about it being an irregularly irregular heartbeat. So it means it's all over the place. It's your heart is beating uh, a very syncopated drum at this point. Mm -hmm. It's not really following a nice steady pace. And the problem with that is when the top chamber of the heart isn't beating strongly and rhythmically, if it pauses long enough, you can develop blood clots in the top chamber of the heart. And depending on uh, which side it's on, the blood clots can either go up to the brain and cause strokes, or they can go to the lungs and cause pulmonary embolisms and you know difficulty with breathing. So we don't want either of those to happen. So when someone has atrial fibrillation, a lot of times what we will do is put them on a blood thinner to prevent them from having any of those complications. Okay. And then we can talk about other options with your um, cardiologist about what other things they may do. Sometimes we um, try to thin the blood and then they'll try to shock the heart back into a regular rhythm and see if, if it goes back normal and stays that way. Other times we talk about medications to keep the heart rate from going too fast because with this atrial fibrillation can sometimes trigger your heart to go very, very rapidly and kind of an out of control response. Okay. Um, And then other times we talk about, can we give you medication to try to keep your heart beating nice and steady? So we talk about controlling the rhythm or controlling the rate and then preventing from any blood clots from forming. So a lot of that is very individualized to each person and um, with their health, their other health issues, their activity level, their age, um, what Medicaid, other health conditions they have like asthma can sometimes um, direct the choices of what medications we use for this. So, you know, there's not one size fits all easy answers with this. It's very individualized medicine on what is best for you to treat this mm-hmm. and how can we 
minimize any complications or problems from the atrial fibrillation. But very important to one, recognize and two, treat so you don't end up with that higher risk of having a stroke. Okay. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We have a few minutes left. If you'd like to give us a question, call us at 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. It's time to get your flu shot. The influenza virus is a seasonal illness that changes every year. That is why the CDC recommends a new flu shot each year for everyone over six months of age. Now is the time to get your 2020 vaccine. It is especially important to receive the vaccine this year while we are in the midst of the COVID pandemic. The flu vaccine, along with good hand washing, mask use, and social distance will help you from getting and spreading influenza and COVID. Vaccines are available at your provider's office as well as many area pharmacies. Please make it a priority to get your flu shot soon. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group. Welcome back. I'm Laura Ellsworth welcoming you back to the Prairie Doc radio program. And Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. We've been talking today about cardiology that's our prairie doc topic this week um when we think about cardiology obviously a big concern is a heart attack dr cruz can you remind us what what are some of the signs and symptoms of a heart attack that we should be remembering all right well the classic sign is when someone says it feels like there's an elephant sitting on my chest just this intense heavy pressure you feel this you know, kind of crushing sensation in the chest, hard time taking a deep breath. Um, people will often you know, place their hand on their chest or a clenched fist right over their breastbone there and say, it, it hurts right here. Uh, so that's a very classic sign that you don't want to ignore. You can also have pain going up into the left side of your neck or into your left arm. It can sometimes go into both arms. Um, I've also had people talk about, you know, it feels like the pain's going back through their chest back between their shoulder blades. Uh, some people talk about having nausea or upset stomach. Um, but the thing you also want to remember is most of the studies on heart attacks were done in men. So when we talk about these classic heart attack signs, those are in men. Women's heart attacks are a lot more subtle. Um, so you may not have that you know, shooting pain down the left arm and up the neck. And women's, it may be just you know, something just feels tight. It just doesn't feel right. You know, some upset stomach. And unfortunately, there can be some bias in medicine where we're like, oh, well, you're just anxious, honey. You just need to calm down. You know, it, it's probably just stress. No, there are a lot of women who are having heart attacks that kind of have been blown off and said, oh, you know, just go take a nap and you'll feel better when you when you wake up and so don't if you feel something going on in your chest I would rather you go into the ER and we prove that it's not your heart Mm -hmm. than just blow you off and say oh no you're fine you're just being dramatic Mm -hmm. you know so uh, like I said women don't present like men it's not nearly as as dramatic so if you feel that something is wrong in your chest and something doesn't feel right you take that seriously and you check it out because that first hour of 
a heart attack and heart muscle damage is the most important if we're going to preserve it and save it. So, uh, if it goes over that hour, we talk about the golden hour in, in um, the ER, if it goes over the hour, the likelihood of success of preserving your muscle definitely goes down significantly. So if in doubt, go in and get checked. Okay. I know Doc, um, Bob was talking earlier too about how we might be getting some snow this weekend. Um, that's often a concern if you're out working hard shoveling. Give us some tips for making sure we do that in yes, a safe so, way. So stretch before you go out and take breaks. Don't don't try to do the entire driveway at, at once. Do mm -hmm. a little bit and stop. If you're feeling out of breath or short of breath or starting to get some pain, listen to your body. It's trying to tell you to back off. So. Mm -hmm. Um, and if it doesn't, that pain doesn't go away after you've been into rest, get in and get seen. Okay. And ask for help if you and need to, help. right? Yes. It's always good to ask for help if you need to. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dr. Cruz, for all this great information on the heart. Um, before we go, we want to make sure we mention to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This Thursday, January 13th, Prairie Doc host Jill Cruz and Dr. John Wagner of North Central Heart and Dr. Jose Teixeira of Monument Health answer questions about the heart. So tune in Thursday night at 7 o'clock Central on SDPB Television. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org. My thanks to Dr. Jill Cruz for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, Stay healthy out there, people.